Hello and welcome to the Socially Good Podcast. We're doing a special episode today that's a very topical one. I don't think you can go anywhere with getting away from what's happening currently globally with regards to COVID-19. But we need to think about how this is going to affect different kinds of people. So today, I'm really pleased that I'm joined by a specialist in mental health and mindset for business and education, Sue Altus, who is the director of Inspire Ignite. So what we're going to talk about is how we can support children's thoughts and feelings during these torrid times. Absolutely. And I think we, we concentrate so much on the physical aspects, which we should do, of how it's going to affect people, children, older people and, and everybody really. Whereas if we look at the, the emotional part of, of COVID-19, that's a lasting thing that is going to affect children far greater than we actually expect I think especially in these times when you've got years um, 9 and 10 and 11 coming up for exams you know the stress is is hard enough for them to deal with the exams but now it's like well are we going to do our exams now are we going to be put off the teachers don't know they haven't got the answers so it's like how do we support our children you've got you know year five and sixes at primary school and they really don't know what's happening they'll read there's their um, access to social media so sometimes we don't actually know what they're reading and probably a lot of the false information that's coming out today is going to fuel their fear and understanding of what's actually happening in the world this isn't just uk it's the world for them so this affects children right through and I think we really need to start to support and we can help parents to support their children in having an understanding around the emotional side of COVID-19. I think certainly, I think a lot, I mean, the parents themselves are under a lot of pressure. Obviously, this is such a massive topic, isn't it? It's just, yeah. just so, there's so much we, we could go with it. Um, and, and rightly so, they're thinking about it. But I think right now, so we're recording this on the 18th of March, you've got schools that are still open. Some are closed. So yeah. last night, I mean, I saw the emotional reaction of young people was euphoria that they're out of school. I don't think they've really yeah. thought this through. But you're right. I mean, certainly the way that young people communicate with each other, uh, false information and these whatsapp groups that are set up on the moment it's like rumors are spreading like wildfire sometimes it's true as well it's just yeah. like there's there's no control over that because the adults don't really know what to do they're the people that just usually look to them, what do i do next and you've yeah. got to say we don't know we could this is what we need to do we need to be rational we need to be sensible about it but we need to prepare ourselves because at the time of recording this podcast we're at a point where the virus hasn't really hit in but it is all everybody's talking about, hence it's changing the subject for today. So yeah. I think we, we've got that responsibility. But as you say, the parents need some guidance on it. I haven't seen anything published. I know this is the kind of work that, that you do. It's the kind of work that we do as well. It's just like, but what we have got is communication channels. We've got digital communication channels, which reach people, even if they are self-isolating, that we need to make the most of. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's about encouraging. You know, we see all the posters and things about encouraging to wash your hands properly. We need to encourage families to plan. Um, we're very fortunate we've just um, launched real um, unusual (laughs) strange time but we've just launched our um, transition package for schools but it's also including parents can access it for emotional well-being and that's something you know there are lots of things our package being one of them but there are lots of packages out there that 
families, parents and children can either download, there's games online. You know, if you can't, if you haven't got games at home, like your old fashioned Monopoly, this is about connecting back with family values and family uh, people. You don't have to go out. Children don't have to always be um, with their mates. They can actually start now to understand the values of what family is about. And I think this could be turned into a time where we can support parents and families to start to reconnect. Yes, yeah, certainly. And I mean, I'd be interested if you think I've not done the right thing here. But in the conversation, <laughs> so I have a father to a 12-year-old and a 13-year-old. And we've been speaking about this. And I've been speaking in terms of one of them put it to me first said this is a piece of history that we're living through right now and I think that kind of sense of awareness is is really positive and I've said yeah it is and we're always going to remember this and what we're going to remember is what it felt like and how we responded to it so here's a really good opportunity for us to to really to pull together and do everything that we can do and, and I said it's really little things guys and it's going to sound cynical like this is why I use this as an opportunity I said <laughs> your mum who works in the NHS she's going to be working lots of extra hours at the moment she's going to see some horrible things I said I'm going to be under an extra pressure with the business. I said, some of our family members might become very poorly and we might become poorly. We've got all of these things coming, but if you can do little things like just don't, I mean, make sure that you're keeping active. You're not just sitting around the house in your pants. You're not just leaving pots everywhere and mess everywhere. I said, because having been in an untidy environment will add to the stress of the situation. So you've got a role to play in this. I don't think they then went and jumped and grabbed the vacuum cleaner and, and, off, and, off, and off they went as well. But it's like, um, but treating them with that little bit of respect and giving them that autonomy, I'm hoping they'll rise to the channel. I'm not a child psychologist. I hope I've been doing the right stuff to soon. I, th- I think that sounds fantastic. But it is. I've I've got, um, you know, a 12-year-old at home and a 17-year-old who's away. Um, but I've said, right, come on, then let's let's make some scrambled eggs. A simple thing. You're actually with your child you're teaching them a fantastic life skill and they're actually can pick that up and take that on. So for me, anything like that around, we we walk the dogs, but we have a conversation then because we don't take our phones. We don't need phones when we walk our dogs. So we have a conversation about it. And I've I've left a little challenge for my, my son saying, right, find out everything you can about COVID-19. Then we'll discuss it and we'll see what we think might be right what we think might be wrong and look at the countries that it's affected and why we think of that you know it's not a taboo subject and I, and I think that's really important to alleviate the fears and they understand and, and get the understanding out there for our children so we can they can pass that on to their friends um, and, and I think that then going back to our original alleviates the stress and anxiety because we may become ill through it but it's about keeping our immune system up keeping ourselves healthy keeping you know active we don't need to be going to places or being at school for that but we can do that at home and that's the real message I think you know to to keep our physical sense well but also emotionally we need to think this through because it might be for the next two or three months and and I think it's a really good time for people to start to think of who's around them. You know, I think we talked earlier around there are people that can't get out and sometimes a little note through the door or a card, then that's enough to keep that person's spirit up. That's emotional uh, well-being. 
And that's the important thing that will keep us going. Mm. I think perhaps nationally and internationally, we've we've almost been going through like a grief curve at the moment. Mm. And and but it'll be there'll be more than one because mm. as, as things progress. Um, and I know it sounds a little bit idealistic, but I do believe it when I say this that this is a really big opportunity for us to make cultural shifts around some of the things to do with like kind of well-being and mindfulness and so yeah. on because it, there's like a microscope on all of our behaviors and certainly if you just take one element of this which is the, the the probability that we're going to be spending a lot more time indoors and we're not going to be going out and doing the things that family unit and the the children we are we're in for um well i mean people, i'm not the first person to draw the comparison but it's like kind of wartime now we haven't got people dropping bombs on us as, as we had in the past but there is this almost like less understood weird risk out there and it's it yeah. is absolutely that time of togetherness and my hope would be that there's a legacy from this yeah it, it's it's the restrictions that are put that people don't normally deal with because if you think about it the last I don't know, 10 20 30 years the restrictions have become less and less because if you say no to a child, they'll go find something on the internet and do it anyway. So for me, the restrictions are almost put back so that we can take stock and start to think, to become family-orientated again. Mm. And, you know, you start to look at how we deal with with the courage of what we do in adversity. We look at our vulnerable people and how do we work with that vulnerability. I was at a, a concert um lately and it was James Arthur and he said vulnerability is courage so we're actually allowing I think it's a really opportune time to allow our children to say that they're frightened and be fearful because if we're fearful we then call on our inner strengths to actually start to think of um ways round and how we actually get through that. And that's when our real inner strengths become true. Mm. That's really interesting because I think a lot of us, our instincts is to say, don't be frightened, I don't want you to be afraid um, because it's your kids or it's other people. And it's like, we're not supposed to spare, uh, spare. we're not supposed to scare kids. Yeah. Um, so you're right, I guess there's, there's another opportunity that comes in from that. It's about, it's about the attitude to it. And we say, oh, about positive attitude. That isn't all happy, smiley faces. A positive attitude means that we can actually look for solutions. We look within our own, we have our own belief system and we, you know, to encourage children to believe that they have ideas because they're the ones that will take this forward. They're the ones that will live through this and come up with the the ways around it, their ideas to cope with it. Um, their, their mindset is so creative and that's what we should be using and parents should actually call on that now because I think some parents... We've been through the last 20 years where it's been actually quite closed down. Mm. Mm. Um, so uh, for, for me, it's not, um, it's not a nice situation or a, a good situation to be in. But if we're going to use this situation to take us forward, then we need to look at how we can actually use it. And for me, it's around getting the families to think for themselves. So do you have any tools or, or resources that could help um, help families to do that we we do on our um on inspireignite.co.uk there are some free downloadable mindfulness um and mindfulness isn't about relaxing and going to sleep it's about being very clear and focused on what you want to achieve and we actually set the mindfulness up 
particularly for young learners, around their exams and the stress that they fail, they, they face, face, sorry. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one, fail, there, there's a Freudian slip, <laughs> um, that they face when they go from primary to secondary. But if you think about it now, mindfulness is really important. You know, be clear about what you want to achieve. It isn't just a day off school. Get out, get out of this, what you want. And it's the same for parents. If you're going to have to be at home, there's no point in being angry at each other. Actually use it as, as a time where you can build and do something different. So there are the, the free down for downloads on the website. There's also all the books that um, we, we have Positive Parent and Negative New we've created. And that's all about how you create a positive mindset to deal with difficult situations. And, and it looks at emotional intelligent words and how to actually understand them and what it means for you to use those things. So so you, I mean, this is what we lined up the podcast for initially um, b- before COVID-19 really yeah. kind of took its effects as well. And uh, I mean, we're sitting here, you've got the books with you. Uh, yeah. You have you have positive power and you have negative new on you, depending on this uh, yeah. stage of the journey, as you are explaining to me. And these are fantastic practical resources that can be used in schools, you've explained to me that there's going to be a digital version available so that um, ch- children are just not disconnected from A, the yeah. education, but the, yeah. the, the support and the structure that they get from the daily routine of going to school. And I guess uh, as well, it can be, it's there and it, it can be used by parents and quite difficult times. It's all very well as saying, connect with your kids and do all of these things. But we yep. need to think, well, look, how do I actually do that when you're not used to doing that? Yeah, and it is, it's very new um, to some parents, some some parents, I'm some sure connect brilliantly um but as children get older as well it's hard to you know they get their own friends they get their own circle and we do lose that connectivity i think so yeah i think it's really important that the stuff that's on the the website you can buy you can download you can have a look at but there are some stuff on there for teenagers that we look at employability skills and this is a real opportune time to start to talk through with your family, with your children. Who are they? What do they really want out of life? You know, not what do they want to do when they leave school, because I never knew. And I'm sure 50% of the children make a choice and then change it when they do know. My 17-year-old has changed his mind two or three times and he's halfway through his his A-levels. So I don't think it's the pressure we put on them to, to make sure they know what they want to be I think it's like, well, what are you really good at? What's your passion? What are your skills besides your academic skills? And then try and start to be creative, marry all of those three things up and and great, be fun. You could be some oceanographer of um, the Arctic. Well, why not? Yeah, probably safer out there at the moment. So. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. I'll be a penguin, I think. <laughs> Maybe we should have a penguin in our books, I think. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, this is this is your your first volume of these. And we will put the, the, the links to the, to the website and the resources yeah. in, in the show notes. Um, Thank you. Just want to address one thing that um, is possibly even more practical. And uh, we discussed b- before recording the almost like dependence on YouTube and Xbox and so on like that. So, I've seen, as I mentioned earlier, I've seen children rejoicing at the fact that they're off school, brilliant, I'm straight onto FIFA, I'm straight onto Minecraft or whatever it is that they, they, they play. And there's such quite a big pull there. And to some extent that solves 
it seemingly solves a problem for parents and carers in that, right, the kids are happy, they're occupied, we can make sure that we've got our food provisions, my job's secure, whatever, that yeah. my family is safe. Yeah. Lots and lots of prior, too many priorities at the moment, I suppose, yeah. to, to cope with sometimes. But we're missing that opportunity. What can we do to kind of, do we lure them away or do we just simply just say, you're not on the Xbox or uh, you're rationing the, the time? I don't know if you've got any kind of ideas and strategies of how, on a practical perspective, we actually get children and young people actually thinking more about the well-being and all of the opportunities we've discussed. Yeah, I think there are two things really there. But the first being boundaries have to be set. But rather than seeing the Xbox or whatever as a, as a negative thing, it's like, right, I'm happy for you to be on that, but there is a list of things that I would like you to achieve or to do or have a go at. So I've left a list, not a massive list for my 12-year-old, and one of them is, you know, put the pots away, take the dogs around the garden, anything like that. And then it's like, yeah, of course you can go on your game or whatever, whatever you want to do. I want you to read, you have to read 10 pages and I will ask you about those 10 pages. And they're just boundaries because who knows how long schools may be closed for. We don't know that. And the Xbox or games and things like other that. Other consoles are available. Yeah. Other consoles, yeah, sorry. Um, but, it, but whatever games yeah. children are playing online, they will get bored. And after, I don't know, a week, two weeks... They'll be bored. So then what are you going to do? So if parents don't start to look at um, the boundaries now, they are making a rod for their own back in the future. You know, we, we've, I think this year we opened, or the NHS opened up the first gambling clinic or something, mm. was it, for children? No, addiction clinic, beg your pardon. It was the first addiction clinic for gaming. We don't need to do that. We need to be encouraging boundaries now. So it's not so easy. And then we can reconnect, even if it's only an hour. Right, I want an hour of we'll go for a walk. And you always get the no, don't want to do. But we are the parents in this. Mm. And for me, the practicalities, we have the experience of knowing what to do. Mm. And we have to learn to deal with the nerves, mm. the same as the children do. Yeah. I mean, making a teenager go for a walk is, uh, I think for us, if we go for a walk for an hour, it's 50 minutes of um, hanging behind sad first and then 10 minutes of actually, do you know what, this is quite good and let's have a conversation, Dad. So it's uh, Perfect, yeah. you say, but the yeah. ten, 10 minutes of conversation, yeah. that's what they'll remember. Because as we all know, we, our mind is really good at holding on to the good memories. Mm-hmm. And we let the other ones go. So if we can create 10 minutes of an, of 60 that's fun, mm. we can actually um, try and get them to do that another time. Mm. I mean, people will have loads of things to do. It may not be going for a walk. I don't, I don't know. There's lots of things that can mm. be done. Um, playing cards. It's great. It, because it's actually learning as well. Mm. There's, if you think about it, anything, any game or any puzzle or anything can be fun but you've got to want to go into it having fun absolutely yeah. you know and but for me it, it is boundaries you've got to have some boundaries in this mm-hmm. because otherwise you will in a month two months down the line with that well you let me be on it all day then so i can do it now yeah um it does really. feel like there is an opportunity here and i guess a wider opportunity is about 
uh, just kind of linking into the keys to happiness. And one of those things is about helping others and feeling connected to your community. Yeah. And certainly that's something I'm really keen to to see with our children. So like we're in a, but we are in a fortunate position right now. What do you think we sh- we could do? And just trying to link them into it. I think even if they were just doing a run to the shop for one of our older neighbours or something yeah. like that. Okay, I don't think that's so much of a difficult sell because generally speaking, we like to feel like we've done something worthwhile each day. And particularly during that isolation, that, that worthwhile thing might be doing your work at school or yeah. um, or playing your sport. These yeah. things that's, which are all going now, they're going to be climbing the walls looking for those things. Like, what can I do and want to, what can I achieve? You're right, the, the gaming stuff right now, I imagine that's what a lot of people, is it brilliant, I can do the gaming or whatever the hobby may be. But it's not going to last. So I've got quite big aspirations for this, really. I'm, I'm, I'm finding this quite an inspiring discussion, Sue, because I want to go home now and actually like sit down, have a family meeting and say, what are we going to do to, to make the most of this opportunity? Yeah, I, I mean, cooking is one of the basics. We're all going to have to eat whatever is out there. So rather than be rushing it and thinking, oh, I've got to get the tea ready, take the time... Get them to do, even if it's opening a tin of whatever you're going to put in your spaghetti bolognese, but get them to be a part of it and understand it. And then it's more fun. And it's like, well, we've made too much. Shall we take some to Mr or Mrs so-and-so down the road and say, look, we've made this. Do you want some? The amount of value that that puts on doing that really simple job. And you can ask any teenager, can you just go and take that down the road to so-and-so? That gives them a sense of purpose. And I think sometimes that's what we lose, is a sense of purpose. And even children need that sense of purpose. Who are they? Where do they belong? Where do they fit in? And I think this is a real opportunity that we can use our family unit to start to rebuild what we think our children are going to take on as a legacy from this into the future. We don't want to see this as a negative legacy. This is a legacy that could be, well, you know what? We took the time to change our values, change our ways, and look what we've done from it. Let's let's make the most of the opportunity, and, and maybe you and I need to get back together for possibly possibly Skype if we're in isolation by that point. But reflect on on how that's going, because I do think it's I think this is something that people need to hear and need to be be thinking about. Um, as I mentioned earlier about the grief curve, because mm. we, we've got to have several curves going from here, but we've got to think about this like it's the synergy element to it. Really, mm. it's the mm. it's like we're in this together. What what are we gonna do? Um, and I'm I'm keen on seeing what we could do by the way of um, the practical support. So if you could give us a reminder about your your website and any of the resources that somebody listening to this might be able to tap into. Yeah, the website's inspireignite.co.uk. There are two free downloads, actually, uh, for mindfulness. One for adult learners, so for any adult um, and older adults, and one for young learners, just different sets of mindfulness. They can um, look at all the packages, even though they're for schools, they also can be um, bought online for families and for children. And if anybody wants any information, all they've got to do is go onto the contact page and send us a um, an email and what they want to know and we'll help as much as we can wonderful so thank you for coming in and sharing your knowledge on this i for one have found it very inspiring as i say let's just see what what unfolds in the coming times in the meantime i wish you and family all the best getting through this and, and the same goes to our listeners so i've been john gilbert and this has been the socially good podcast good luck out there